Welcome back to Radio Entrepreneurs. This is the uh, Valiant Completely Cannabis Show. And uh, I always look forward to those segments on Radio Entrepreneurs. What an industry filled with entrepreneurs, always changing, always adapting. And my co-host, uh, Chris uh, Tanaglia, COO of Valiant. Welcome back. Thank you, sir. That's a beautiful background. We like that. And <laughs> our, our guest today is Robert Quesada. Director of product, uh, uh, director of product, education and culture at Blue River. Wow. Hey, hey, how's it going? Good morning. Good morning. Good afternoon. Whatever it is that the time of day that people are listening to radio entrepreneurs, tell us about Blue River. Uh, so Blue River um, is quite unique on the cannabis scene. Um, it originally originated from California um, with the CEO Tony Verzira. Uh, he's a longtime pioneer of just pushing the frontier of hash, uh, refinement, cleanliness, uh, purity, potency, all those things. So uh, we met back in uh, in the Bay Area while I was working for Steve D'Angelo at Harborside Health Center, um, while that dispensary was the self-touted world's largest dispensary at the time. Um, and so Blue River is uh, really our main mission. Um, and there's two two distinct. We have our brand and we have our retail. So the, the Blue River brand... Um, creates products that are solventless, completely organic, farm to table. So we highlight the true representation of the cannabinoids, terpenes, flavonoids, all of those organic components uh, from the cultivation down into um, individual products that we make. Uh, the Blue River Retail um, opening soon in Cambridge will actually feature an all 100% solventless menu. Um, so we'll be training our consumers and regulars and, and visitors um, on the wonders and splendor of um, enjoying cannabis at its at its organic peak. Wow, it's impressive. I haven't heard the word hash in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're old school. We're I mean, Tony and I, uh, we're, you know, definitely like we're old school hash smokers. So, you know, we, we bring a lot of that old school OG kind of mentality. Uh, you know, I grew up smoking charas and Afghani pressed hash with my dad. Uh, so there's a, there's a recognition of where it came from and uh, a forefront of where we're going with, with hash and refinement. What was the movie with that? Midnight Express? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that comes, to mind. that comes to mind very fast. Yeah. <laughs> I, grew up, I grew up in Montreal and, uh, you know, Montreal was a hashish city. I never saw a pot until I moved to the United States. Oh, wow. Uh, and so, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's the first time I've heard hash in a long time and it's a, it's a very different product. But I'll I'll ch I'll I'll flip it over to my co-host and see what question you have first. So Robert, we obviously built your um, the dispensary over in Cambridge and we're working in the one in Somerville now. Um, there's been a pretty significant amount of challenges. From what I understand, being a minority-owned business, woman-owned business, um, can you get, shed some light onto that, especially with your background? Yeah. So, I mean, just coming from, uh, like I said, coming from the California market for over 10, almost 12 years now, um, you know, I've seen about every challenge and, and fire, fiery hoop that there is to go through. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, California laid the groundwork for a lot of other states to kind of take from those bad examples. So coming into this new market, um, being woman led, uh, being multicultural, uh, being an economic empowerment um, applicant, um, you know, we really want to create um, a uniformity in our diversity. And so with that being said is uh, we realize that cannabis as a plant is organic. There's different components that you're never going to be able to control. And likewise, with the people in the culture and community of cannabis. 
Um, and so, you know, joining along um, with with you, I mean, the dispensary looks so beautiful, uh, so, so beautiful. I mean, I've I've thought about, you know, getting to this level of, of having a dispensary where, you know, I'm on, on the top end as opposed to the retail and the bottom end. Uh, but just, I mean, it just, it's a very beautiful story. And what we're really excited to do, um, along with the challenges is that creating, um, a very peaceful and, uh, center of knowledge. Um, so that way we can really relay, um, you know, when we teach people about blue river, we actually teach them about cannabis. It's not just about one product. Um, the way that we make our products is, or is, is very organic. So you actually learn a lot of the constituents of, of what makes the product, the product. So some of the challenges that we've had obviously was just kind of laying the groundwork for reaching out to the community, creating a, a safe, you know, a bubble of support as well as, as, uh, facing and hearing, um, other forms of criticism. Um, but at the same time, just educating, I think has been the best tool that we have, um, to, to muddle through all those, uh, intricacies. Understood. Um, can you tell us about some of the hiring practices that you have? You have a very unique um, hiring practicing situation. Um, that was when we were dealing with the town. They were really concerned about that. And um, your team made a nice presentation of it. Would you mind uh, shedding some light on that, please? Yeah, you know, um, you know, through the economic empowerment program, um, obviously, there's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, minorities, there's a lot of demographic groups that have not gotten proper presentation or representation in the community. I myself being Indigenous Native American uh, can voice that, especially coming from California, you'd think that it being so diverse that it's just, it's there. But uh, you know, um, almost uniformly at the same time of legalization, there was some players that jumped ahead of everyone. And unfortunately, a lot of the minorities got left out. Um, and so what we really hope or what we really tried to do with our hiring practices is to hire, uh, find tenants and people. I myself as an educator find how people learn best. Um, and you can't, there's no specific skin of color for that. There's no specific culture. There's no, everyone learns at the capacity that they can learn. So what we do, we take uh, individuals and folks um, with a base understanding um, or a developed understanding of cannabis and we, I, we grow them and expand upon them. But uh, we have a beautifully diverse staff. Um, I'm very proud to be in a woman led um, organization as well too. Um, I have a young daughter who. Of course, again, coming from California, she's she's very educated about cannabis and it being a sep- a plant, a medicine, a, a business, things like that. No relation to it being a drug. Um, so for her to see, you know, dad working for, um, you know, a, a very strong, very, very passionate um, business owner that's a, also a female, um, you know, it's a really, really important message to send out down the generations as well, too, you know. We, we all learn from our cannabis elders and then we're all going to become the cannabis elders one day too. So trying to be a good ancestor one day. <laughs> I really like, I really like the values that drive what you're saying about how you like to run the business with a sort of level of ethics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just to switch around, you know, you have all these wonderful brands and I'm just wondering if you could discuss the brands and also the evolution of them, because, you know, it used to be people just smoked pot. They smoke yep. hashish. And now you've branded the whole thing, which is supposed to be uh, create a sense of uniqueness to each one. So why don't you talk to us about that? I, I have some branding experience, so I love hearing this. Nice, nice. So as a brand, Blue River, we've uh, in the multi states that we've been in, um, California, Florida, Massachusetts, uh, we've uh, whittled down our tech to three main products, uh, what we call a flight, a solventless flight. So we produce a live rosin sauce cartridge, which features activated components from the plant. 
So you'll see activated flavonoids, terpenes, cannabinoids, everything's ready to go in our cart. Um, and it doesn't revert to its original state. So it's actually shelf stable live rosin sauce. Uh, we produce a snow rosin, um, which is mainly a THCA dominant uh, product um, with a little bit of phytocannabinoids and terpenes. Um, we tout it as the world's cleanliest dab. Uh, purity wise, we're reaching about 99 to 100% total cannabinoids. Um, so when we say farm to table cannabis, we mean everything from the farm straight to your table is cannabis. Uh, and then lastly, um, our signature live rosin, um, which obviously concentrates in the live rosin uh, community, just have a really, really devout following, certain criteria, flavor profiles, things that you look for. So our signature live rosin really encapsulates the cannabinoids in a shelf stable consistency, um, thus creating the uh, or thus eliminating the need to keep your rosin in the freezer. Um, I'm a very on the go person. I'm an on the go consumer as well, too. So I don't have time to defrost something every time that I have to smoke it or put it back in the freezer or carry a f- air conditioner on me, you know? So, uh, so Blue River's main, um, three products that we have in our, in our unique markets are our signature live rosin, our live rosin sauce cart and our snow rosin, which are available at each of the markets that we're in currently right now. Hey, Robert, uh, cause it's shelf stable. Does that sacrifice anything with the product at all? There's obviously give and take, no matter what you're doing if you're shelf stable if you're in the freezer is there is there anything that's uh a give and take on that aspect of it good not question ne- yeah yeah that's a really good question um not necessarily so with our signature live rosin uh we intro- we 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 kind of um let's say we captivate the the product as it as we press it out so we use heat and pressure um to separate all those uh compounds so when you get rosin it's actually thca it's thc it's cbd it's cbda it's all the active and inactive um so really what we did is we we really highlighted we kind of snapshotted what the plant was like during cultivation at the time of harvest so actually it's like you're getting the freshest components uh, no loss in integrity or um, no forced degradation in, in our shelf stability as well, too. It's a really natural. We're preserving how cannabis should be highlighted organically. Um, so not not any hat tricks there. <laughs> wow. So, so interesting. And, uh, you know, I'd love to have you back again. We run out of time so quickly. I want to remind everybody, this is the Completely Cannabis Show on Radio Entrepreneurs, sponsored by Valiant, and we really appreciate our partnership with Valiant. Uh, If somebody were looking for you, uh, the company, how would they find you? Uh, So they can go to our website, blueriverterps.com. It gives you all of the facets of information for our products, as well as where you can reach them. There's a store locator on the website. And that's the best uh, zone for knowledge with all all things Blue River there. Wow. Wonderful. Uh, Chris, how would somebody find Valiant? Clearly someone who's your your company is totally entwined in this whole industry. You can find us on uh, valiant-america.com. You can also reach me on my cell phone at any time, 617-462-7895. And we're available for any questions at all. Wow. Cell phone. I usually don't get that for anybody under the age of 50. Uh, Over the age of 50, they give cell phones. My name is Jeffrey Davis. I can be found on Radio Entrepreneurs or more easily at uh, my management consulting firm, Mage. That's Jeffrey Davis at Mage LLC. Uh, I want to thank you both for being on the show today, and we will be back with more stories after this break.